Hi everyone, I'm Gary Lewis and welcome to the Geo Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to talk all about weathering. Often people talk about weathering as part of this triad of weathering, erosion and deposition. But today I'm going to focus on weathering, that starting point of that three-prong process. And it's often the one that's misunderstood the most. You see, weathering occurs in place. There's no movement involved. It's all about how rocks change because of physical, chemical or biological agents working on the rock to break the rock down into smaller and smaller components. And it's just so important for the rock cycle on our planet because without it, we wouldn't have the soil in which we grow our food. I have already mentioned that there are three different types of weathering, physical, chemical, and biological. So let's look at each of those. So the first is physical weathering. And in physical weathering, the rock is broken down into smaller and smaller parts, and eventually down into minerals and even into smaller fragments of those minerals. And all of this takes place because of heating and cooling of the rock. And I can give you two examples how this takes place. The first example is if a rock has water inside it, and when it cools below freezing at night, the water freezes. Now you know that when water freezes, it expands. So if there's water in cracks of the rock and it freezes overnight, then the water expands, breaking the rock apart. When the temperature gets above freezing, the water thaws out into liquid, makes its way further into the crack of the rock, ready for the next freeze-thaw cycle. Every time freezing, expanding and cracking the rock a little more. So in climates where the freeze-thaw cycle takes place a lot, this type of physical weathering is very, very strong and a rock could break down in a fairly short period of time. I'm talking hundreds to thousands of years for that physical weathering to break the rock down into smaller fragments. In climates where you don't have the freeze-thaw, there is a secondary physical weathering that takes place, and that is exfoliation. Exfoliation does not necessarily require water to freeze and thaw. It's just the expansion of the rock when the hot sun heats it up every day, and then the contraction of that rock overnight when the temperature drops down again. And if you heat and then cool and then heat and then cool a rock over a long period of time, it will eventually break down. And with exfoliation, what actually happens is the outer layer of the rock that is being heated and cooled sort of cracks off from the rest of the rock and you can get like layers of rock that peel off. Sometimes people refer this to onion skin weathering, but it's exfoliation is the term that geologists give for that heating and cooling, breaking down the surface layer of the rock. So in both these physical weathering processes, the rock is being broken down into smaller and smaller fragments because of the heating and cooling cycle. But the minerals are not necessarily changing because of that physical weathering. It's just breaking the rock down into smaller and smaller chunks maybe down to the mineral size, and then maybe even those minerals down to smaller mineral fragments. It's not until we move to the second, chemical weathering, 
that we actually get minerals changing in place. So when minerals form, they normally form in conditions that are different from what we find on the surface of our planet. So let's take an example. Granite forms when molten rock cools slowly deep within the Earth's crust. So the minerals are forming at high temperature and a considerable amount of pressure. But when we take those minerals and we expose them at the Earth's surface, some of those minerals become susceptible to changing with the chemistry that is at the Earth's surface, which is full of things like water and oxygen and weak acids dissolved in the water. So when the minerals come in contact with these things, with water and oxygen and these weak acids, it can change some of those minerals in place. And that is what we call chemical weathering. So for example, some minerals take in water. They react with water, adding water into the crystal structure. And we call that hydrolysis of the mineral. And that's how feldspars break down to form clays. Other minerals will react with oxygen in the air and they will rust. So the oxygen will form bonds with the metals and the mineral changes its chemistry and therefore breaks the rock down. And the final type of chemical weathering is solution. So there are some rock types like limestone and marble are made up of the mineral calcite, which is calcium carbonate. And it being a carbonate mineral, it reacts with weak acids that can be dissolved in rainfall or in water that percolates down through the soil, dissolving some of the organic acids. And then we have the reaction between the acids and the carbonate. And if you take a carbonate mineral and you add acid to it, it will dissolve the mineral grains away. But remember, these chemical weathering reactions are all occurring in the rock in place. Now, there are some processes that actually fall in between the physical and the chemical weathering world. And that is when you get a mineral that chemically weathers takes in oxygen, for example, and because it's taken in the oxygen, it makes the mineral slightly larger. And because the mineral is larger, it has nowhere to go other than to crack all the other minerals around it. So here you've actually got a chemical weathering process that is then causing a physical breakdown of the rock as the mineral becomes larger. So if you like, the chemical weathering causes a physical weathering process so they're taking place in tandem to break the rock down. And I should mention that along the coast we get a special kind of this dual chemical physical weathering where salt from the seawater gets washed into cracks of the rock when the water then dries out and the salt crystals grow those salt crystals exert a physical pressure on the cracks in the rock breaking the rock down. And we get a very unusual pattern when that takes place. It looks like it's a honeycomb and it's referred to as honeycomb weathering. The final one that I wanna talk about is biological weathering. And biological weathering is just when life itself 
helps break the rock down. Now, whether it's there's a crack in the rock and a seed drops into that crack and a plant grows or a tree grows in particular and then its roots expand, it is amazing the power of that expansion of those roots can have on a rock. And I've seen many examples of small trees cracking open very large rocks as they grow and expand. But at a much smaller scale, Almost all of the rocks on the planet get covered in bacteria and lichens, and these things, these biological agents, either are creating an acid environment for the rock, causing chemical weathering, or they make the rock moist because they hold water in, so that aids in the physical weathering of the freeze-thaw process. But these biological processes are breaking the rock down. And then in some marine environments, there are actually animals that bore into rocks. So they slowly grind themselves into the rocks, creating themselves places to live. A pitic shell is one example of this. And often on the shoreline, you can find rocks with these round holes about a centimetre across, and some of them two, three centimetres deep, the hole into the rock, caused by these living things. So I hope that's given you a bit of a better idea of how rocks break down in place, either physically, chemically, or biologically. The next story in here is how that material that's broken down gets moved by normal earth processes. But that's another story. That's the story of erosion. And we'll talk about that at another time. But remember, if you're looking for more information about things geological, if you're a teacher and you're looking at activities, if you're a student that's trying to get more information about things, please go and check out our website. That's geoetc.com, so G-E-O-E-T-C.com, where you will find lots more information just like this. But for now, keep on rocking.